and sex and sensuality the podcast where we speak what your dirty mind thinks we are here every monday night at 9 p.m chatting about tantalizing topics that most won't dare say aloud I am Miss Nika, and I'm waiting for Miss Gigi to join. So we were having so many technical difficulties earlier, so y'all forgive us. Apparently, when you try to go live on Facebook on the computer, it's different than going live on Facebook on the phone. So it's just, ugh, it was just an awful mess. So hopefully, we can get Gigi to come on. And she can join us this time, and we're not having these technical issues. Hey, she is. <laughs> hey, girl. Hi. Oh my gosh, you look so pretty. You like a little bright light. Thank you. I love it. You I was so trying cute. to let me try my my color wig. This one, the little blue green one. <laughs> girl, I like that little blue green. Thank you. I love it. So I was telling everybody how we were having the technical difficulties. We <laughs> couldn't get on at 8.30. And you know, Facebook has changed so much. Yes. Since me and Chase used to do it. We used to just have our little cell phone. Everything was good. And now it's just so much more complicated. And then I am a woman of anxiety, y'all. Okay. <laughs> I will be anxious in a heartbeat when it comes to... Oh, she was having a heart attack. She was like, no, forget it. We can't do it. I'm like, just calm down. Right. Okay. Yes, we're not going to do it. It's not even worth it at this point. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, so we're talking about female rivalry tonight. Really wanted to talk about this topic because I watch a lot of crime shows. Me and her, we share stories all day, every day about all these things that are happening amongst these women. And so one of the stories, Mm. of course, we already know the biggest story right now is the Shaquilla, I think it's the same name, Robinson. However, real quick, so when this topic came up for us, we were bringing this topic because there was this female, this girl, sister, older sister, who actually murdered her her younger sister and her sister's baby Uh because she was jealous that she couldn't have a baby and so that's where the whole topic came from and it's i find it interesting that we are even women feel like they have to be in competition with each other yeah and it's scary like so what do you think this comes from Gigi? what are your thoughts well you know i'm gonna take it back to the beginning for me in reading the bible and being a theology when you read in luke it starts back then you know we all learned about cain and abel from way back when but one of the things that we don't talk about as much is the mother and daughter conflict and when you look back in luke they talk about father will be against son mother daughter against mother and mother against daughter daughter mother-in-law against daughter-in-law that thing with the daughters and mothers you see it's three times daughter mother mother daughter daughter daughter-in-law to mother like it's definitely an issue I don't know some of it has to do with jealousy maybe because the mother is getting older and she's looking at her daughter and then always wishing or wondering well if I could have shoulda if I didn't look at my daughter looking like a younger version of me not taking her as an individual but an offspring of herself and then that trying to take away her own personal identity Mm -hmm. you know and i think some of that could be part of the reason that they we have that jealousy part look my mother wasn't in my life so i ain't had that problem (laughs) well let's start from just the beginning of just female conflict in period that's where i was wanted to kind of go to first but i do think it's important for us to talk about the mother and daughter conflict that happens and then of course sibling rivalry and then just rivalry amongst friendships anyway Mm -hmm. so let's start with the Shaquilla Robinson story so we don't know all the facts we don't know what actually has happened other than the video that we see where she was being beaten up 
by her female friend, so-called female friend. And then mm -hmm. you have the other friends in the background, videoing and FaceTiming and all this other stuff going on. It, and it's like, you know, we trust that we can go on a trip with a group of friends and that we're going to just go and have a good time. And, you right. know, I have always been the type of person that did not have a lot of female friends, right? I didn't put myself around a lot of female friends and it wasn't because I was intentionally doing it, but I just never really had the female friends. And I will always look at groups of women who would go on trips together. And I'm like, oh man, I wish I had that. But mm -hmm. now I'm like, I'm glad I don't have that. <laughs> <laughs> I just need one or two good free female friends well, I know, like, I one of my good friends, I've been friends with since I was 12 years old. My other friend, I have been friends with since 2008. And mm -hmm. we have, we know, been through our ups and downs. We know, had our conflicts of, you know, of course, because all relationships come with some type of conflict. But right. we have never wanted to jump on each other and harm each other in <laughs> any kind of way. I don't ever get that bad. I've never <sighs> been that mad in my life, that angry in my life that I wanted to fight and jump on my own friend. I'm not going to get that mad at you. Now, I will tell you what's on my mind. Now, I may cuss you out. We're going to have a little argument, but I'm not going to physically put my hands on Calm you. you. I'm not going to be that angry at you. Right. I, as an adult, no. You know, as children, you Even know. Even as a child, I wasn't that angry. I've never been so angry that I wanted to just hit somebody yeah not I mean I've been that angry recently but I haven't done it <laughs> but as a child no I was never that person people always bullied me and I end up fighting but that was to protect myself not because I ever hit anyone first so no I'm yeah. with you never yeah. there yeah so so a lot of people say that the root cause of it of female rivalry comes from competition right the just the mm -hmm. urge to survive that's just where all this rivalry comes from anyway in general but it's the survival of the fittest so i gotta be the prettiest i gotta be the strongest i gotta be the most intelligent so i can get the man to get married have <laughs> babies and keep life going on so it's like it comes it, it's rooted in that idea of i have to survive so I have to fight to survive and it just goes on. And then you think about social media, how that pits us against each other in mm -hmm. so many different ways, even in like movies. And it's always a movie and it's like we promote it. It's always a movie where a woman is in competition with her friend. Like you think, of, have you watched Bride Wars? No, I think I did back in the day. It's been out a while, right? Yes, with Ann Hitch and Goldie Hawn's daughter. I cannot think of her name. Lord, anyway, I like that movie, but they're best friends mm -hmm. and they both get engaged around the same time. Then they both want to have their wedding at the Yes, I remember place. now. Yes. <laughs> and then now they're fighting each other over because the place didn't have two well, rooms one available. Slot. Yeah. It only has one slot. For one, for the one day that they both won it, it was just so crazy. And then yes. now they're fighting each other over having a bridal, you know, having a, a wedding day. Wedding. And mm -hmm. it's crazy because now y'all are fighting over that. But at the end of the day, y'all dreams are coming true. Why y'all not focusing on the fact that you're getting married? You're marrying mm -hmm. the love of your life. And it's easier to say, you know what? You take it. I'll get married another day when it's available again. But I think they were saying it was supposed to be available in a few months or something like that. If you want to give us a heart, angry face come up. We know that you love us and not angry at us. There is definitely something crazy going on with Facebook today. Because the same thing happened. Somebody just, I think, gave us a heart and it came up angry. It might have been Chase. So I'm like, obviously, we oh. have to fix that. So... Oh, Chase um, comes on who printed the invite first. Oh, oh only Chase will come like, up with. <laughs> talk about that movie and no more, but you're right. I guess you're right, Chase. Whoever invites get printed first, but we but, should be able to 
because this is our friend, we should always want the best in our friend and be able to celebrate our friend just as much as we want our friends to celebrate us. And it's so hard when your friend is getting some things that you want and that you're striving for, but you're not getting. But do you think that's something that is taught young? And the reason I say that is because in the school that Jay is in, for her to be in the program that she wanted, it was mm-hmm. technically a competition. It was, they only have so many seats and you need to get a score of a 98 and above. Mm-hmm. You only get four choices out of the ones that you put in. And now you had the, what was it on Monday? All the kids, Jaden's calling me and you hear all the kids in this screaming, the ones that got the ones they wanted, the ones over there in the corner crying, talking to their friends. Did you get it? Oh, but I had a, there were some instances that what I'm finding is we're teaching our children at a very young age about competing against each other. And I know it's healthy competition. Yeah, it's healthy, but but it's different when it comes to you're being so competitive that you are allowing envy and jealousy. that's what I'm saying. You. That's what I'm saying. Because think about that movie that was based off reality with the cheerleaders, right? And you talking about children competing in competitions for cheerleading spots. And then you have mothers going and doing things behind and then a, somebody ends up dead because of this thing where these children now feel like I have to be perfect, Right. Well, so that's not coming from the fact that competition exists. It's coming from how your parents teach are training you up to, to handle competition. Right. If they're teaching you to handle competition in the place where it to the point where it's like, well, if you don't get it, you're not perfect enough. Or if you don't do this, if you don't do that, mm-hmm. that's where it becomes an issue. Yeah. You know, does. because now it creates. I have to do this. I got to do it this way because if I don't, my mom's not going to love me. My dad's going to get mad mm-hmm. at me. You know, I'm going to lose my allowance. I'm going to lose life, you know. Right. But we exactly. have to teach healthy, normal competition. And we try that all the time. Like Chase and I do that a lot with Dakota because we can be playing a board game. And if she loses, she cries. And I'm like, sweetie, we're going, you're going to lose. We're not going to win every single time. So teaching her, like, doesn't it feel good when you win? Don't you Mm -hmm. want to congratulate other people when they win and give them that feeling too? But I think as adults, it becomes different because we have so many goals. Females, we have goals. We have this pressure, want us to have a nice career, to get married, to have kids, to have the house. To have mm-hmm. the money. And then when you see other women, especially close friends of yours, getting those things, but you're not getting it. You feel like I'm working as hard as I can while you get it and I don't get it. Mm-hmm. And it creates this competition of, well, now I'm trying to strive to do this and I'm not receiving those things. Now I'm becoming envious. Now I'm becoming jealous. Right. And now it leads to the fighting. Or even if it's not fighting, maybe it's passive aggressiveness in some kind of form. Or manipulation. Or manipulation. Mm -hmm. Or trying to sabotage your own friend because you've been overcome with jealousy. Mm -hmm. But people don't understand that if you give out healthy energy towards your friends, you're going to draw in all this stuff. Right. You're going to start getting the things that you want. Now, they say, put yourself around people that have the things that you want. So if your friend has it, make sure you're around your friend a lot more and start trying to do some of the things that your friend does to get there. Mm-hmm. And you have to be willing to sacrifice. And that's another thing. People aren't willing to sacrifice. They think other folks just get things easily handed to them. And that's not always true. Like, I know sometimes I have to work. I work my private practice, I work corporate, and then sometimes I do some contract work on the side. If I know that I need to pay for a certain thing or pay off something more quickly, I may pick up more contract jobs. But people don't know that that's what I'm doing. They just think, oh, she just got it all. No, I don't have it all, Chad. Hell, I have to work (laughs) for what I got. 
Okay, what Jay said, and I'm not letting Dakota win just for that reason. Luckily, she wins on her own sometimes. She does win on her own sometimes. We don't believe in that. Oh, well, she's just four. We're just going to let her win. No. What you want to say, um, Gigi? No, I agree with everything that you said. Healthy competition is good for everyone. Makes mm -hmm. you strive to do better, to do more. But when it becomes something where you're very, very jealous and you're setting out goals to hurt and harm someone or to sabotage them so that you can get what you want, that's never the way to go. Never. And it's scary, too. I don't want to ever be around a friend and hate my friend. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to mm -hmm. hate my friend. I want to be happy for you. If things are happening for you that are not happening for me, I'm happy for you. You would think that that's how it should be for everyone. Unfortunately, it's not. The sad truth is it's not. It's not. And then it's like, why do we feel like this is what I've always told myself since I was a little girl. I am my own competition. Mm -hmm. I am nobody. I ain't trying to be your competition. I don't know. You need you to think you my competition. Child, I am my own competition because I'm striving <laughs> to be better for me. I'm not striving to be better because you just bought a brand new car. Right. You know, or you just bought a brand new house. I'm not trying to be better because of that. I'm trying to be better because I have my own goals. And that's what I think people also forget too. develop your own goals. Right. Your own idea of what it is to be successful, because everyone's idea of success isn't the same. Mm -hmm. And it actually shouldn't be the same because you're you're the, what you want. And success-wise, isn't going to be the same thing as somebody what somebody else want and their level of success. Mm -hmm. Because they could be striving to be a nurse. So their level of success is, oh, I want to graduate nursing school. How can you compare yourself to that if you're trying to be, well, I don't know, a, hair, a hairstylist or a cosmetologist? <laughs> you can compare yourself to that. That stuff is totally different. It's apples and oranges. Yeah. I know that sometimes when I used to go out, shopping i always noticed if i was with specific people mm -hmm. i had to learn sometimes i can't even do that because sometimes when you're out close shopping or doing something with somebody and you look at something they're like oh i want that oh sometimes you know how they say not mimicking but looking at up to someone is flattery right and i guess a little part of that is true but not when it's all the time you know what I'm saying? And girl, not, you sound like you sound like them dang on high school girls. That's how I used to be in high not, school. People would be like, where'd you get that from? I'm like, girl, I just picked this up from a little store. Cause I ain't wanna wear the same thing that I had. No, I it's wanna, not that. I'm saying when you go out and then every time, not about them wearing or something, but every time you look at something, say I don't even get to put it down. Say I'm thinking about it. Say I got it in my hand and I'm thinking about it. All of a sudden I'm like, well, no. Like, girl, oh, that, yeah, I want that. And you'd be like, okay. But when you see it happening all of the time, every time you're out with somebody, then you should be wondering, well, just the same way you said, if I'm my own person and I'm starting to do something bigger or be something bigger or do whatever, you should be doing the same thing. I'm always going to support you, but we shouldn't be walking around like twins. We shouldn't be well, mimicking each other. And trying to follow each other in everything that we do because well, we have think, to be individuals. So I think this, when you're best friends with somebody, a lot of the times y'all have the same sense of style because y'all are best friends. And it just happens that way. Like me and my best friend that I grew up with, we always had the same sense of style, even to this day. And we don't even shop together. We still have the same sense of style. So mm -hmm. if we go shopping together today, then we will be like, oh, girl, that is so cute. Oh, I like it too. You like it? Yes, I like it. Now, would I always buy it? No. But I think that's, that naturally happens when you're close to someone mm -hmm. because y'all develop a commonality when it comes to dressing, going out, doing things. I mean, that's the bond. That's how you build a bond with somebody. But Chase, I get it too. Yeah. <laughs> they need to get their own sweat. Yes. I get that, but a lot of the times we do tend to mimic the people we are around a lot more because those are the people that are now influencing us because we see them all the time. Mm 
And I think that's natural. Now, when it becomes to a point where, oh, you gonna like single white female, <laughs> where you cutting your hair like me, you wearing the same <laughs> type of glasses and you wearing my same type of clothes. Now that's different. <laughs> that's different, okay? Because now that's like, you really trying to be me. <laughs> yeah. But we got to also remember that friends do influence each other because sometimes it's just like they say, you be around a female for a long time. Your cycle come on the same. Y'all have the same cycles. You just become in sync with each other, which I think in some cases that's natural. Yeah. Mm hmm. <laughs> well, you I know, you always come Look, from a, a psychological just, perspective. I, you know what? Because <laughs> when I was younger, it was me and two other girls, and we did everything together. We shopped together, all of that stuff. And then I got older. I realized when I started being with other people in that same manner, it's not the same. It's not the same as when you're younger and do it, and when you get older and do it. It's just not. And well, I, I, I started feeling and seeing some jealousy starts coming up in that. It's so different. Well, well I, yeah, I, I agree. Like, is. there are some things where it's a difference. But I'm just mm -hmm. saying, in general, people who have things in, people who are close friends normally are close friends because they have things in common. And sometimes those things in common are your sense of style. Sometimes it's your career. It's whatever. That's just natural part of life. Now, when it comes to the point of they're just mimicking to the point because they are jealous, that's different. I'm not talking about that. Chase said, so we have to gauge how much is too much. That's too much work. I just say <laughs> to myself, well, y'all yeah, right. don't go through that. Y'all men folk, you know, I, I call y'all men folk. <laughs> Chase is a man folk because she thinks like a man, you know, so I call her man folk. Y'all don't think the same way these feminine women think when it comes to friendships and things like that. Men have competition too. So we yeah, not they, do. they have huge competition too, but it's not here. It's not on their forefront. They're trying to provide for their family, make their money, go get a beer, watch football. But women, it's just something that's just, it seems like it's just set there. Ugh. For me, I'm thinking about the fact that as someone who's a, a little older, <laughs> I've seen so much difference in the people that I have grew up with and those that I've met recently in my 40s and above and mm -hmm. people just aren't they're not honest i hate this thing, but a lot of them are not honest you end up meeting their representative and not truly who they are and sometimes you're building this so-called friendship you're thinking just to find out a year two three four years down the road did you really even know this person girl no, I it was a lot longer than that for me <laughs> I agree with you on that completely. I, me and Chase was just watching a movie last night. It's based on a true story. It's called A Friend to Die For. And the girl was thinking like, oh, you want to find me a friend or somebody I can trust? Child, this lady, it's a hot mess. This lady took her through the ringer. I'm telling you. Under the guise that she's her friend. Yeah, right. Okay, so let's go to mother and daughter rivalry. Oh, Chase said, lies, thugs are trying to steal your girl behind your back. You're right, Chase. There's a lot of, you're right, baby. She <laughs> said, you're right. I ain't even going to argue with her on that. You're right. That that does happen. And it happens with men folk all the time. Because that's their big area of, of competition right there. Finances and women. And women. Yep. Okay, so... Back to mother-daughter conflict. So there are five different causes that I was reading about earlier when it was talking about mother-daughter relationships. One of them is control. A lot of daughters, of course, they want to, which I see it even with Dakota, right? I'm not saying that she has some rivalry. We got a rivalry, but I'm seeing it as a child. Children mm -hmm. want to gain independence really quickly. So as they get older, they're trying to get their independence. And the mom is trying to like kind of hold on. Like, no, you my baby. Don't let go. <laughs> and then it becomes this little power struggle. 
And then now your child is feeling resentful. Mm. Resentful because they feel like you're not allowing me to grow into my own woman. You want me to do things your way. You don't want me to learn to do it my way. Right. And I try. We try. Me and Chase try. Because we're both moms, of course. So we both try to give Dakota as much independence as possible. But, of course, when it comes to things that we know that can harm her safety, we try to make sure we're stepping in more often. Mm-hmm. You know about. And I do hope that as she grows older, she understands that we don't want to be in control of your life. Like, I want her to go and be a butterfly. Go and live your life. But I hope that you take some of these lessons we're trying to teach you with you. She will. And you'll know it. There's going to be moments when she gets older that you're going to say, oh my gosh, she was listening. She's going to make a decision based off something you said. She won't make a movement based on something that you told her to look out for. And you'll know. My daughter and I were, woo, baby, like (laughs) fire and ice (laughs) when she was growing up. It was horrible. I wanted to kill her almost every day. Why? Um, Why did you feel that way about her? Because she just was, I think now that we're older and we've talked about it, she was resentful to me because her dad didn't love her the way she wanted him to love her. And though I was doing all the things as a mother trying to replace, it still wasn't what she wanted. Mm. It's just what you hear. You're angry at the one who's there because of the one who's not, right? She was angry at me because her father wasn't doing the things he should have been doing for her. As his only daughter, that's what he should have been. And she treated me, she did anything opposite of what I said. Mm -hmm. And some of it, I think it was because it was to get daddy's attention. If she did things so off the rip, and I would call him, he would come over. And as a child, she realized, okay, so now dad's gonna take this hour trip to Jersey and come out here and yell at me, but at least I got to see him. You understand what I'm saying? So when did you notice that and when did you put a stop to that? Because you have control over there. I Stop did calling once, him over. Well, it was a couple of things. I still was living in Georgia. He moved up here and she wanted to be with her father. I didn't want her to be. I wanted her to stay with me, but He said, no, he wanted so. I said, all right. And I let her come up north. Mm. So she was up here with him, but he still wasn't attentive. You know how they say he's there, but he still wasn't present. He still wasn't doing the things he should have been doing. Mm. And their relationship got further and further apart until she came back home with me. They never got any better between the two of them, even until he, he died. And it's sad. But in that period of time she and I got closer and she recognized the things that she was doing to me and why she was doing them she and I talk a lot about the past and we are so close like she always says I'm her best friend and she tells me everything and I love the relationship we have now I'm grateful for it we went through a lot to get to where we are now and a lot of it having to do me looking at her and seeing her the way she has moved in her life, the choices that she's made. And I know now she was listening and I watch her as a mother. You know, I would have never thought she'd be a mom. And to see her raising her son, it's amazing. All of the things that I think hurt her or bothered her, she's recognizing those are the things that she's going to keep in the forefront of her mind and how to navigate in those ways when it comes to her child. Yeah. So it, it's a process. Mother and daughter relationships are very, very, very sticky, but they can work themselves out. They really yeah. can. Yeah. And I think so it takes communication, right? And mm-hmm. knowing that and trying your best to make your daughter feel hurt because that's yeah. another one on the list denied needs, but feeling unheard, feeling unseen. And a yeah. lot of the times, like, you know, me and Chase go back and forth because Chase be like, well, she's, you know, she's a child. We the adult. But I do try to make sure I want Dakota to feel seen and heard. Right. If she says her feelings are hurt, if she says she's upset about something, I like to try to address those things. Uh-huh. Even if it's something minor to me and Chase or funny to us, 
I do <laughs> want to address it because I feel like she needs that. She needs to know that her feelings are valid. Matter. Yeah. And that they matter because they do matter. And not to say that Chase doesn't want the same thing. Of course she wants the same thing. I'm just saying from my perspective that I just want her to know that she is hurt. We do see her. We do understand how she's feeling, but the way you feel doesn't give you an excuse to behave right. poorly. So that is our biggest thing. A lot of the times we're raising our children and it's like what they always used to say, children should be seen and not heard or nothing mm -hmm. wrong with you. Stop all that crying. <laughs> Why are you so upset? Yeah. So this whole, whole thing of my mom doesn't care. Nobody right. cares about my feelings. And now as a child gets older, that's what they feel. They feel like they're not validated. And it creates more of that mother-daughter rivalry. Rivalry. Chase says she needs to be validated, but I'm not feeling that disrespect because you're upset. And that's what I just that's what I was just saying, Chase, that it doesn't give you just because you're upset or hurt, doesn't give you an excuse for poor behavior and that is what we try to teach her but what you just said is so relevant to the other side of my life mm -hmm. because me and my mother is just that she's never validated never listened to anything that is important to me that matters and so there's the resentment there's the anger and why we will never get along because yeah. you just don't get it yeah you know yeah and the difference is now i'm 50 plus years old i'm not a teenager i'm not 20 30 and i have minimal respect for her so at this point it's it's really bad <laughs> it's, it's really going to be hard to repair at this point and that's when you know they, yeah. they say the emotional manipulation happens mm -hmm. like i read so many stories where the mom is like calling the daughter-in-law or calling the son oh son you must don't love me or daughter you must don't oh care gosh. about me because Girl. you don't do this so you don't and it's like why are y'all doing this to y'all kids stop it they do it to me all the time Ugh. oh you just don't love me y'all don't my grandson don't call me he don't call me he don't care about me like people got lives that have, you have a phone too right right <laughs> You have to think about these children now, young adults, their lives are so different, right? Yeah. They're so caught up in social media and everything's so fast paced and go, go, go. Pick up the phone. I don't just sit around and wait for my daughter to call me because she's, come on, I'm still the mother. I could pick up the phone and call her. Yeah. I have to tell her, you want to talk to your grandchildren, pick up your phone and call them. Right, I, right. Why do you think it's their job to just call you? I agree. I agree. <laughs> I mean, when I first moved to Atlanta, I didn't hear from my mom much. Actually, I barely heard from my mom. And I'm not saying this, to, you know, I know she has her own life, but I was, a, mm -hmm. I was an adult in her head. She's thinking, you know, Mika's going to go make her life. People, being the oldest, sometimes put this expectation expectation <laughs> that because you are normally if you're the oldest and you're the responsible one, your parents don't worry about you as much. Yeah. Right? So mm -hmm. that's how my mom was with me. She's like, Mika, I, you're fine. You're like, I know you're fine. I know you're going to take care of your stuff. I know you're going to be good. So, but it's like, but you're still my mom. I need you to be my mom. Right. So I had to tell her that. I'm like, mom, I don't even hear from you. I need you to call right. me. I don't hear from you unless I call you, but I need you to call me more. And so we had that long conversation about it. And she finally, she started like texting and calling. And now we the closest thing ever. Right. You know, we talk all day, not all day, every day, because she works during the day and I do too, but we do talk a lot. But yeah, when I first moved here, oh goodness, all them years ago, I did not hear from her for a while. I was like, woman. <laughs> I think that now with the way mental health being in the forefront and people recognizing that it's an issue for them, I'm hoping and I'm praying that a lot of parents are learning differently on how to raise their children. Like you said, that children should be hurt, seen and not heard and 
oh, keeping everything in the household. We don't go out and talk and we don't be in the kitchen and we don't all of those old school fable things that we were. And obviously a lot of that stuff was the wrong things to be doing without children. <laughs> and I'm saying for me <laughs> and raising my daughter, who's now 31, is a little different than me raising a teenager now. Yeah, I'm yeah. my granddaughter. So I've learned a lot and I've learned to do things differently with her, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Had, like you said, allowing her to have a voice, teaching her she has a voice and that her voice mm -hmm. matters. Letting her stand, telling her you need to stand up for yourself, advocate for you. If you need my help, then you ask me, but I'm going to yeah. allow you to move in that direction for yourself because I can't always be there because this world it takes no prisoners. Do you understand? It It is not it, kind. It doesn't. Mm -mm. It is not kind. And I'm not going to always be here. And I remind her that. And I need you. And I want you to know that you got this. But you yeah. have to learn the tools now on how to deal with certain situations, with people, with family, and with friends. I agree with you on that. And then, like, when you were just saying about doing different types of activities, Sometimes mm -hmm. as women, we sit and just talk, 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 talk. And we're just talking to our child, talking to our daughters, gossiping, doing this. But what about doing something else with your daughter? Right. Like going out to the movies, going to do painting, going hiking, going to the museum, going horseback riding. Like, why aren't you doing activities with your child and or even your daughter that build helps build a bond that mm -hmm. right there will eliminate a lot of that mother daughter daughter conflict because you're actually building a bond yeah. with your child that's as true. an adult or as children and that is something that i do a lot we do a lot with dakota we try to take her places do things with her so she learns life but she also knows that we want to spend time with her too. Right. When my granddaughter first got here, I told her, I said, look, no phones, no computers, nothing at the table. And we sit. So now, now it is embedding her so that when I come with the phone, she'll be like, uh-uh, Gigi, no phones at the table. And she will put my, my phone out of the dining room and put it somewhere else so that we can sit there. And that's our bonding time as a family. We sit there, we talk, we find out whatever's going on in her life and we share. And I don't think a lot of the world today does that. We're yeah. so caught up in everything else that we don't even take those small moments of eating yeah. a meal without having well, the outside then also, at table. You're right. And also, real quick, we put our kids, like, this is when I noticed it during the pandemic when I was doing EAP phone mm -hmm. work. And Chase, I'm going to read your comment in just one second. I would listen to people call me. They're like, I don't know what to do with my kids. Like, I'm, I'm stressed. My child is home every day. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I'm pulling my hair out. And I'm thinking in my head, what? It's your because child. society today, not used to being with their kids. They put their kids no. in so many other activities that by the time they get home, all you're doing is giving them dinner, helping them with homework, and putting them to bed. Yeah. That's it. You're not spending any time with them yeah. outside of their activities or their sports or their music. But what are you doing mm -hmm. with your child that creates a bond with them and let them know that they're important to you? Right. So Chase said, my mom talks to all of us almost every day. She told us all to let her know when she's talking too much because my grandma would keep her on the phone for long conversations and she hated it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Over-talking can be a lot because some people be like, oh, okay, you're just saying too much at this point. Being too enmeshed, which I think happens a lot because we get so wrapped up into, like, the mom sometimes gets so wrapped up into their daughter's life that mm. they're living through them. Right. And they're putting their dreams, their goals, and all on this them. other stuff on them. Mm -hmm. And it creates that conflict because the child is like, I don't want to do this. Right. <laughs> That's or your you... dream, mom. That's not my dream. <laughs> and yeah. then they want to like go and be on their own and do their mm -hmm. own thing. And they want to go hang out with their own friends. But the mom is like, no, I'm just holding on. Close. Don't hold it on. Dear life. <laughs> and that happens a lot with single moms. 
single moms who may have only just one child and it's a, happened to be their daughter and they will hold on yeah they will hold on and that daughter will become their best friend or if it was if they had a son then that son will become like their man quote unquote oh that's even worse honey that's a whole nother show yeah we're gonna have to definitely do that <laughs> okay so those are some of the causes for the resentment and the conflict that can happen between mother and daughter oh chase said dads do it too their sons be wanting to read books but a dad to be like, nah, I'll pick up that football. You're yeah. so right, Chase. That is true. That's true. Dads do it too. Mm. Yeah. They want them to live their lives through them as well. That's right. I'm yeah. out on football, son. Come on, let's go. <laughs> or, or, or it's like, oh, I'm trying to toughen you up. You don't need to be reading no book. You don't need to be a dancer. You I was watching 911. I was watching 911, the episode the guy was trying to teach his son to play golf. And his son was was gay, and he was like, "I don't want to do this." He said, "Well, I'm gonna call." He said, "Why are you hanging out with my ex?" He said, "Because he's a son I never had. At least he wants to play golf." <laughs> See, it happens. It happens. They it does happen when we try to live through our kids. It's so funny because Dakota is a lot like both Chase and I, right? Especially mm -hmm. when it comes to fashion. I used to want to be a fashion designer, but I'm not gonna push that on her. She right. loves, but she she does it on her own. She loves making up outfits and making up clothes and all this other <laughs> stuff and all these little designs at her little tender age of four. But I'm not gonna say, well, they want you to do this. Let's do that. Let's do this. And start mm -hmm. pushing those dreams and those goals onto her just because that was something I wanted to do. And I see she right. got a little interest in it. No, I want to see it develop. Is it uh -huh. going to develop into something? If it is, and then, you know, me and Chase can put a lot more effort into it and a lot more money into it and all that. But I'm not going to push it on her just because that's something I wanted to do. And now right. I'm like, oh, yes, you should do it. You know? <laughs> they do it all the time. They do. They do. Okay, real quick, sibling robbery. So a lot of times, sibling rivalry happens because of the parents, unfortunately. It's because of the parents. It's how the parents treat the other person. Why are you looking like that, Gigi? Uh, no, I, I'm listening to you. I don't have any siblings, thank God. So, <laughs> Well, I do. But me and my siblings, we were very close. And I call my aunt my sibling because we was raised together. So she's really like a little sister, but my, she's younger than me, but she's my aunt. <laughs> but we was raised together. So it was me, her, and my, my little brother. But we were very, very close. We didn't have the sibling rivalry thing where we were fighting because we felt like the mama liked the other person better. We may fight over stupid stuff. You cheating on a game, you know, or <laughs> yeah. something like that. But as far as having like a real rivalry, we didn't we didn't have that. But a lot of times it starts because of the parents. So I had that feeling, right? When I was like, oh my God, I hope I, what if I do have another girl? What am I gonna do? How am I gonna make sure that they're both feel like the individual love of me and then I'm giving them their own set of love and neither one of them feel like I like the other better than the other. It happens. I mean, yeah, I had I three, I, I, do I had three kids, a boy, a girl, a boy, and they, <laughs> I made it a game for them because I noticed how they always would especially my youngest he was always what you would call the perfect child right it was he never really got in trouble he always did what he was supposed to, yes ma'am no ma'am yes sir no, and did everything the older two i said about my daughter she was always so combative with me and then my oldest son but I, what i did is i made it a game for them so when they would always do certain things to try to get my attention i'd be like oh, okay so who's number one today and that went, I don't know, to, to somebody else, they're thinking, what? But for them, it really was a game. All the way up until they became an adult. And they always would say, I'm number one this week. I'm number two this week. 
And they always did it. And it was a fun thing. It was never anything that made them feel angry or envious. Oh, they'd be like, oh, Scooty, you ain't number one this week. I got mom's, I got mom's attention this week. And I would do stuff with all of them equally, even though they would always say one was the other. And I'm saying all the way up until their 30s, they still did that same thing, including when they got girlfriends or boyfriends. Then it was, oh, so now this one has kicked y'all out y'all spot. <laughs> the new girlfriend that came in and she didn't kick you out there. Spot. They're like, no, nah, she can't come in here and do that. It was fun. And it was just something we did. It never was anything that made it seem like it was competitive or angry. It was always in fun and laughter. And we've always kept to that. Well, that's different from when people actually show favoritism over one yeah. than the other, which happens in a lot of households. It's like, well, why can't you be more like your brother? Why can't you be more like your big sister? And that is when it starts. Yeah. Because now you feel like now I'm in competition with my brother. Now I'm in competition with my sister. Now I got to do it this way. Because if I don't, mom, not, mom is not going to love me as much as she loves my brother and then it ends up becoming worse when you become adults because if that brother ends up becoming more successful mm -hmm. and if you're down here struggling somewhere you will become envious mm -hmm. of that person and now you're going to want to do something about it because it's like all of us i never was able to do anything about it my whole life now i got a chance and i'm gonna do something about it whether that's right. sabotage them in some kind of way fight them hurt them physically is going to be something that they feel they have to do. So it's not good to create this competition between your children. It should never be the saying in the household, well, you need to be more like your brother. No, my grandma never. did that to me and my aunt and would say that sometimes, oh, you need to sit up straight like Mika. You need to do your homework like her. Mm -hmm. Look at her. She's working two jobs. You need to do. And I'm like, leave this little girl alone. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not fair. I didn't like that. I, I made it so they all bit that. Yeah. You know, I um, made it so they all recognize that each one of them was special individually. So like if one hit one, I'd be like, why are you putting your hands on my son? And I'm looking at them and be like, but I'm just like, exactly. You are all my children equally. So you don't get to put your hands on him. He don't get to put his hands on her. Don't do that. I always wanted them and I always said, that you only have each other. And I wanted mm -hmm. them to always stay close and to be as one. Unfortunately, that's not what has happened since they become adults. Well, but... that's what we was taught, to be as one. We was always taught mm -hmm. to look out from each other, for each other, yeah, uh, which was healthy. But it's not healthy to try to pit your kids against each other. That's right. And not... I don't think we do it intentionally. It just happens. Happens, yeah. And I was, like I said, when I was talking about me, I was like, well, what if I have a little girl? And this little girl looks totally opposite from Dakota. And now she's comparing herself. Yeah. So this, our new sibling, her new sibling, and then now that creates the rivalry because that happens too. Mm -hmm. And especially because natural instinct sometimes is for us to do these things or to have to like if one of the siblings has longer hair or straighter hair so you you're doing more to maintain their hair and you're not doing it on purpose but you're doing these things and you're not conscious of it so right. but my goal was if we were to have a girl at that time i was thinking i want to make sure i'm conscious of how i treat both of them so they mm -hmm. both know that they're very special but they're not more special than the other person right because that is that's just not it chase says it's amazing how siblings can live in the same house but turn out completely opposite of each mm -hmm. other that is so true because me yeah <laughs> oh my siblings are turned out completely opposite my three are so were, different so different <laughs> And then she said, my mom does that. She would tell each of us we are her favorite when she was alone with us. Later on, we found out we were all her favorite. Yes. She right. just wanted us to feel special. And mm -hmm. that's what we have to do. You're mm -hmm. my favorite. You're my favorite. You're my favorite. Right. Neither one of y'all more favorite than the other. <laughs> and yeah. that's what's going to happen with this little boy. In this. And we're trying to put this in Dakota's head, too. Now is Dakota, you're going to have a little brother you're going to be teaching him mm -hmm. a lot of things, not 
he does not have to live up to be like you, but you're <laughs> teaching him. You got a lot to teach your little brother. So, cause that put, that makes it different as opposed to, well, you need to be like your big sister, Dakota. No, no. So anyway, anything else you want to say? <laughs> cause you will let me just talk, girl. Girl, you have a lot of nuggets you have to share, Miss Mika. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm good. I just, I think that we as women, daughters, mothers, sisters, we just need to make sure that we are loving on each other. That's it. Mm-hmm. Uplift one another, love one another, embrace one another. Don't be trying to step on each other and hurt and harm and hinder. I know it's difficult, but we need to go back to, it won't take anything that we've got from our grandparents is treat people the way you would like to to be be treated. Oh my gosh. I try to think about that saying, right? I'm not, I don't always get it right, right? No, of course I'm going to have moments where I'm upset or whatever. But for the most part, I try to remember that in my head when I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, standing in line and I'm feeling impatient because somebody like squirts you through their purse. Then I have to remember, girl, you were just doing that last week trying to sign your <laughs> oh, <right>. baby card. <laughs> <laughs> and you want to be patient. <laughs> so it's like, we have to try to extend the same things to people. And, you know, I often think about where I am in my life and where some of my friends and some of my family members may want to be, right? Mm. And I think about like, how would I feel if I was in a position? I would like to feel that I would be just as happy right, for my friends, even if I'm not where they are. And now we, me and Chase, we have friends where we're not where they are. Maybe they really help here financially. We striving to get there, but we ain't there, but we're not going to be jealous or hateful towards them for where they are in their lives you know what i'm right so it's just treat people like you want to be treated and understand that we're never going to always we're it's going to always be somebody a step ahead of us always always in everything in looks in hair in money in life period it's going to always be someone that is a step ahead of us and that is okay something for you to strive for yeah, you should you strive for it. <laughs> Don't strive for it too much, though, where you kill yourself or somebody else. <laughs> All right, girl. Well, y'all, this has been great. Thank y'all for joining us on Sex and Sensuality, the podcast where we speak what your dirty mind thinks. Remember, you can always follow us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, <laughs> all the major podcasts out there. And this episode will be posted tomorrow night at 9 p.m. All right. Y'all have a good night. Good night. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Sex and Sensuality, the podcast.